Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, Houdet Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. I am your host, Jason, today because Jeff is currently flying on a plane. And we're back after uh, taking a week off last week. Uh, it's not like there was a big game or anything to, to talk about. Um, it was Mardi Gras week and life kind of got in the way. Uh, I know Jeff had to go down to Florida for family things, so... Um, okay, I took the week off, but it was nice at the end of the season to kind of get a little bit of a break. But now we're back, and we start the long off season that is going to be ahead of us. We've got, what, seven months, a little under seven months until the first game of next season. But in the meantime, we will have uh, free agency opens in less than a month, and then we'll have the draft, and we'll have a bunch of mock draft shows that you two – uh, Wesley and James who are with me today. Y'all are going to put out. I won't participate or listen to because that's not my thing. But we will have stuff to uh, talk about. We'll have some fun things planned over the next few weeks leading up. You know, the draft is kind of a big event. And then it's kind of the cool down until, many, you know, you'll have a mini camp here and there, but um, not much. But it, it is an interesting off season. Um, so on today's show, we will, I guess we'll give a little bit of, I guess, of our final thoughts about the Super Bowl. I know it's a little over a week and people have kind of already given their thoughts, but we'll, we'll give our thoughts on it. And then we'll talk about some of the hires that the saints have had now that the season has ended and we were able to officially hire 
someone who was involved in the Super Bowl. So that's kind of what we'll uh, we'll talk about this week. So um, put your seat back, get your hands and leg hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times, and enjoy the show. I think it's close enough. Uh, whatever. It's not like I've done this People a do. handful of times. It's, it's been a week since we recorded. So right. I, I forgot. I forgot. Two everything. weeks. Sorry. I, two I, weeks. I mean, who are you again? Yeah, uh, Ben. Yeah, Ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we're here with Wesley and James. What's up, boys? So, man, I think hey, that we did decide just to help through the off season. We we are all uh, we're voting and we're picking a UFL team that we're going to uh, hmm. to follow and make sure that we cover weekly. Right. I think that's is that what we said. We've. We've we've done we've we've done that on the Dome Patrol before with the XFL. Remember, Jason? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Maybe we just that lasted maybe we, three weeks. I mean, there was a New Orleans team. I don't. Know, maybe we just pick a team to follow and just say, "Hey, here's what they did this week." I don't know any of the players. This was the score. Did you watch did, it? Probably not. That's what we do: is we find like the one player that is that went to LSU that we actually know, and it's like whatever team he's on, that's he's the guy. <laughs> Um. So yeah. Uh. With that in mind, I guess we will uh, move on in. There, there, there was a Super Bowl. There was a Super Bowl, and the team won. This and the 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 second half of it was a great game. Yeah, it was an exciting, fun game. I did win um my football squares at the old job that I left. They, we used to do the football squares every year, and I actually ran it for the last few years. So before I left, I paid for my. Four squares, and over my 19 years there, I won one square the entire time. And wouldn't you know it, I win the first quarter, 0-0, of the Super Bowl. So, of course, I won the first quarter of my squares. So that was that was kind of a, a nice a nice thing. And I, I should have had – if they if they could have held them at the end of the half or – like there was a way for me to, to have a 0-0 again at the end of the second quarter, but it just didn't pan out. But, yeah, the first quarter was kind of – I mean, first half was kind of boring. Commercials really weren't all that great. You should quit a job every year before the Super Bowl, right? I mean, if it brings you good luck, I mean, it's, if I can get 125 bucks every time, that works out. Yeah. It was a few good commercials. Uh, the Deadpool commercial was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah, was really. Exciting. And I, I don't know. I can actually say, like, I don't know if I want to watch another trailer for it because, like, I don't want to no, know too much. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, like I just I know that they're. I and just I, want to know that it's out there. The thing that's good is that I could trust Ryan Reynolds to actually put out a trailer with absolutely no movie scenes from the actual movie in it, just to screw with people. Like I could see him doing like the the trailer with just seriously nothing that happens in the movie, um, just to lead people the wrong way. Yeah, it but, was it was it was very cleverly very cleverly done. Um, but then that's that's what Deadpool's all about, really, isn't it? It's you know the the, the two films that have come out so far are both then, really good. I, and then, of course, the trailer shatters the record for most views in the first 24 hours. So yeah. it, it's definitely the jolt that the MCU needs at, at, at this point. Um, yes. But, you know, getting back to the game, yeah, it was a slow first half. And then you had the halftime show, which seemed longer than normal. Man, no, I, think, I, th- I think it feels that way every year. I think it just it feels like forever. All the, like. I don't know. I I feel like I remember that the last few years of being like, oh my god, why is this still happening? I mean, I know it's a big production and whatnot. It, it'll be fun to see what they do next year in New Orleans. Unfortunately, I'd love to see like Cash Money. They're just not big enough. I mean, you're probably gonna you probably get maybe a little Wayne, but at this point, he's not even a fucking Saints fan. So, so I'm hanging with Saren. Fuck him. What? Why? So they they actually 
use current performers who do travel and do concerts like um i saw like this this week or last week usher tickets went on sale for a concert here like he's traveling why can't he sing the song why does it why do they have to lip sync and if they're going to lip sync why are they not as good at it you take Kev, kevin hart or the rock and put them on a lip sync show and they're better at lip syncing than <laughs> professional musicians it's the weirdest thing Chris Pratt's better at lip syncing than Usher. Why? My only guess is because they know how many people are watching. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to sing himself and and look like shit, and then everybody rags on him. I I, I don't know. I don't know. But if he's gonna do that, like, why can't he lip sync? Actually, well, does he not? Why can't he lip sync with the song? I, shall, I, I don't know. And if you can't, and they know, like, give him a bigger microphone so we can't see his mouth. Like, there's got <laughs> like put him in a Bane costume and just like Bane. Usher Bane is singing today because the, the the bad lip singing him and Ludacris were so bad at the lip syncing that it was just it was awful. Like you haven't they ever heard of podcast yeah. microphones, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know? I think um, I think yeah. I, I mean you're you're right. You'd love it to be um, New Orleans themed, you know, Cash Money or something like that. But what I want to see, I want to see a band again. I don't want to see pop music. No, well, I want to see Metallica. I want to see the Foo yeah. Fighters. So, see so pe- like a that. lot of people are pulling or pushing for Green Day and U2 to redo The Saints Are Coming, and um, that's because it'll be 20 years. And they'll yeah. still, ha- I mean, you know, they had at the at the at the game in 06, I mean, they had the brass band out there with them, they had Trombone Shorty out there with them, so you could still yeah. bring New Orleans musicians, musicians out there with them and they can help play the same Trombone Shorty's they- gonna play at the halftime, no, some, somehow yeah, doing yeah, something. Yeah. He's Gonna so walk I mean, out and do they could literally just do the same, almost the same set that they did beforehand, and it'd be fine. I mean, I, I know these days it kind of tends to be like shorter medleys, so they can get in more songs. What say? But what's the what's the bad version of the New Orleans halftime show? Like, like who's who's the bad choice that you're just like, why? Why is this happening? That's not that's not New Orleans. I mean, it's probably going to be what they go with. It's not going to be <laughs> New Orleans, kind of- unfortunately. Best musical city in the. In the, in the country, and they're big, not gonna big big easy football, right? <laughs> that low that slogan heard around New Orleans for years and years. <laughs> but I mean, may, maybe that's what 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 the game needed because the second half, you know, was great. It was back and forth. Um, oh, that's talking about football, great. Oh yeah, I was like, I, I was just, I, can we get can can Master P do ghetto dope? Like, is it, I mean, is that acceptable now? That would like, be funny. It, you you could have like an old uh, like no limit verse cash money like battle. That would be fun. <laughs> the verses the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show. Yeah, Just yeah. Comes out. I'm gonna teach y'all all how to make crack from cocaine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the game, Jason. The game. the game. And there was a football game. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I just remember the second half was good. I don't remember as much about it anymore. <laughs> I mean. What's what's the funny thing is um so when uh, I know we had predicted winners and but didn't pick predict scores when I did my show with uh, with Good Jeff um with predicting scores I predicted that the um uh, Chiefs would win twenty five to seventeen so I got the twenty and he was like twenty five who picks twenty five I'm like something weird's gonna happen there's gonna be a lot of field goals or something so I actually nailed the twenty five for the Chiefs which was a the, the funny thing just missed the score of the 49ers. I mean, this wild the uh, the missed extra point came into play, which really you know allowed them to, to go into overtime. And it's, I guess, the biggest talking point was the 49ers taking the ball first 
in overtime. Especially with, with, with the with, fact with, that they, they came out and said they didn't know the rules as well. well the players really that the coach said he chose to get the he, he didn't know the rules and he did it on purpose. And the reason he did, he said, is so if one team scores a touchdown, then the other scheme scores a touchdown. The person who gets the ball third is actually the one that has the chance to. That's when it goes to sudden death. Mm. Where, so his point was, well, if we both score, like our intentions to go score a touchdown, if they tie us with a touchdown, then we've got the ball to end it. Uh, um, I think he's made the wrong decision because you, if the other team goes down and kick a field goal, you just know you keep going. And it's 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 just tough too with Mahomes. I mean, he was clear. I mean, he, he was the difference in the game. It just wasn't even close. Of he's, I mean, by far the the best quarterback playing. Yeah, no, he 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 is, and and you know even throughout the season, the the, the Chiefs weren't playing well. Um, you just knew that they were going to go on a run. It makes a massive difference when you've got the best player in the NFL on your team. I mean, at this point, I don't even know who is close to Mahomes, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Here's what we do: we will set up. Is tunnel vision from planet to planet, solar system to solar system, from galaxy to galaxy. We switch you to Come in, please. service message from way out we care about your world stay tuned it's wild because i mean they outside of kelsey like they have no weapons i mean the fact that they got rid of um terry kill and still have managed to win two super bowls is right now look his defense did a lot of that like the defense just kept him in game so that at the end of the game it's like all right dude go win it for us but it is just amazing. It's got to be frustrating for all the other teams in the AFC and and in that division that he's he's still only 28 years old, and you would think he's got at least another decade of this kind of thing. It's it's just been it's been incredible. It's been incredible to to watch him do his thing. I with- I, I saw a crazy stat the other day, and I can't find it to um to to quote it directly. But it was talking about over the last five years, um, Patrick Mahomes' depth. Okay, here it is. So his um, average length of touchdown passes in 2019, his average touch, his average length of touchdown was 17.3 yards, which is insane. 2020 goes from 17 to 13. 2021 it goes from 13 to eight and a half. 2022 four and a half, and 2023. 3.9 yards per pass. Jeez. Like, so listen, there's a lot of things that I've always liked Patrick Mahomes. And I thought that it was crazy. Some of the stuff he got away with because he had Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey by some of his, just throw the ball up and I've got a guy that's faster or bigger. And what are you going to do about it? Um, 
not to try and take away from his greatness, but he benefited from those two guys. What he's done the last couple of years is just some of the best quarterback stuff that you'll ever see. I mean, again, over five years, this young kid has gone from 17.3 yards per touchdown to 3.9. That's a completely different style of football. Yep. I mean, that's in a different... Listen, I mean, I think we all probably said when he signed that huge contract and if you're going to pay somebody $55 million a year or whatever, they can't, you can't win. I guess, yeah, you can if it's Patrick Mahomes. Well, (laughs) and I mean, you can make, and and this will be a discussion we'll have probably next week about the, you know, the Saints cap situation. Like you can make it work, but you have to draft incredibly well. And that's something that the, the they've done over the last couple seasons is draft really well. They got a lot of young talent. I mean, that defense is amazing. Like it just, it just makes me sad that in the peak breeze, like we didn't have a defense like this because we'd have, we'd have gone. Yeah. I mean, mode on the league, you know, so many times that, that breeze gave us the lead in the fourth quarter only for our defense to give it right back up. And it's just, it's frustrating. He's like by far the most out of anybody else. And it just, it just, it sucks when you can get a quarterback like that and you can't take advantage. Whereas now the chiefs have taken advantage of it. So, but I mean, overall, a fun Super Bowl. I mean, I'm glad the 49ers didn't win. I was not pulling for the 49ers to win. That's another loss for Kyle Shanahan. Two is a head coach. One is the coordinator that that blew the biggest lead in Super Bowl history. It's sad that they would waste the talents of one of the greatest quarterback coaches in the history of this league. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. They they couldn't they couldn't send him off to his new job. With a Super Bowl ring, could well, they? Just going to keep having more driven, right? Well, that's uh, yeah. It, yeah, it, that's it, true, it, yeah. It, it keeps them hungry. Keeps them hungry. So I mean, he's going to be now, hungry for a long time. Well, the good thing <laughs> is we have, we have a lot of food uh, here. They'll <laughs> yeah. keep them satiated. <laughs> so yeah, that went with the Super Bowl over. I know it was uh, unofficial uh, until then, but earlier this week. Um, you know, we officially announced Clint Kubiak as the offensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, getting a, an, an offensive innovator and um, I mean, at, at this point, after what we saw from the Saints last year, seems like pretty much anything was going to be an improvement. Um, so we'll see whether it works out or not. But at least you do have to give the Saints credit for acknowledging that there was a there was a problem with the offense and we're kind of locked in a little bit on the roster. So at least they addressed the coaching side of things. And I know they've hired a couple other assistants again. We'll see how it plays out, but at least I can, I guess, applaud the saints for doing something. Well, you be careful there. Look, I'm not like my records prediction is still seven and nine, right? I'm not changing that, but at least, at least it's, it's better than bringing back fucking, it's going to be a, a, a bottom five schedule for winning percentage. So you, y'all you will talk yourselves into 11, 12 wins again. No, I won't. Of course it will. I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. No, I won't. Not this year. Not yeah, this year. Oh, come on. No, oh. Not this year. All right. I'm going to save this tape. It's happening. Not this year. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> just, just wait till the draft show. You're going to be, you're going to scream <laughs> 13. I mean, so I'll just legitimately say his dad is one of the better offensive minds um, that did that coached offensive football our offensive side of football there there's been in years um so he he at least was in the house with somebody that was a professional quarterback and then became an incredible offensive coordinator so he's been having conversations about 
this kind of stuff for years. And then to go and, you know, spend more time with Shanahan directly um, is this is Jason. What you wanted was a guy that was a younger guy that up and coming, that's going to have some ideas. This guy's got the pedigree and he's been, I mean, he's got the Harvard degree and he went to Yale after that. Like this is, this is, if you're going to take a shot on a young guy, this should, this is the kind of guy, this is the, the who, who you want to take that shot on. Um, and I mean, if you just look at, so like the, the way that the 49ers ran the ball, the scheme isn't so much different than the way the Saints quote unquote bones of their scheme are. Um, the 49ers do some different things that allow them to have a lot more success um, that maybe he's going to bring in. So he doesn't have to just completely um, reinvent the wheel because um, he's got similar um, ideas to what to what we used to do. Just he has a different way of having it be successful. It looks like he'll and actually then, care about his job compared to Pete. Yeah. Well, and then crazy thing. I mean, like they listen, Brock Purdy's been to the Super Bowl and to the NFC championship game in his two years starting. Um, but I'm watching him. He does every once in a while. Like I think anybody at this level going to make a great play. He gets rattled a lot. And to me is, is not one of the top seven quarterbacks in the NFL um, for, for me. Um, but this offensive scheme has made him really successful and has made it easy on him to get the ball out of his hands quickly and have people open. If he can help Derek Carr in that way, I think it's huge. Um, I know Derek Carr, um, obviously, Brock Purdy had a lot of three-step drops, and he was successful with those. Derek Carr completed 82% of his passes this year on three-step drops. Um, For his career, he has a 75% completion percentage when he has a three-step drop, Um, which is better than what Drew Brees had in his Saints career. Well, hold, it's on, high, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a you higher percentage. Mouth. You shut your damn mouth. Oh, it is. It's it's <laughs> it's it's two percent higher than what Drew Brees had. That's so like, like some kind of stat manipulation. There, there are ways for for Derek Carr to find success and get the ball to receivers. The the if I mean if Clint Kobiak comes in and makes Derek Carr complete more passes and improves a running game, there's there's a there's a lot there. Um, I still think there's a ton of questions about what are, what's going to happen with our roster, offensive and defensive. Yeah, look, there's a and lot. How of... we're going to fill it? We're we're going to lose a couple of starters, and, and we we got a couple other starters that are going to get a year older. That and it's that it's I thought no last easy, year were too old. That's no easy rate to replace when we don't have a ton of draft picks, and I don't oh, know what yeah. we're going to bring in, in 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 free agency. But yeah, I mean, you know, one thing we saw last year so many times, car guys were open and he just didn't get rid of the ball. I mean, right. to me, that would be just a massive, and just just fix that. I mean, guys were able to get open. Now, again, we'll see. I mean, I guess we'll still have Alavi and Shahid, Michael Thomas. Eh, we'll see. But mm, can't imagine. We'll, can't imagine not, we'll have Michael but, Thomas next year. But I mean, one of the biggest things is going to be, you know, what can they do with the offensive line? Are we going to be able to get anything out of Penning this year? Because we need, we need to. We're kind of, we're kind of stuck. I mean, we're you're locked in on contracts with a bunch of these guys. And we'll dig in more detail when we talk about the cap probably next week. But yeah, you know how much. At this point, there's got to be a yeah, there's got to be a thought to moving Penning inside, right? To try him, to try him inside. I think they're gonna try try a lot of things, but I mean, I I think that Penning the the interviews that we've seen, I think that everybody believes that Penning has the physical tools to do it. 
Um, and from the interviews, it seems like that Penning has does. I mean, he hasn't given up on it. I was like, oh well, it, it didn't work. Um, he seems like somebody that's going to to put in work. Um, and you know, we saw a first round draft pick like um, uh, Ruiz, who actually was higher graded. I mean, he was a center slash guard, so he didn't have the he wasn't going to go as high as Penning, but was a higher graded coming out of college. Have a terrible time switching to the NFL. Um, it took a few years, and then for whatever reason, I mean, Penning was injured his first year and a half, basically, you know, or year, year and, and second training camp. Definitely did. Um, I mean, new coaches, new 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 ideas, new. I mean, a whole a whole off season where hopefully he's healthy. Um, having said that. Like you also can't put him out there if he if he doesn't figure it out in training camp. Like that's just it didn't work. Yeah, gotta, it's just there, it's a, you, it's a sunk. you cannot go in with Trevor Penning being a projected starter. Like you have to go in with it's Trevor Penning or this guy, and and the other guy has to have a legitimate shot of beating him out. Um, if the oh well, this is the year he's gonna make it is the number one game plan. You're screwing up bad. Yeah, look, we'll, and, we'll and I mean see. you're talking about Pete's probably gonna leave uh, Andrews Pete. Um, yeah. he's going to get, he, somebody's going to offer him some money. He, he had the best season of his career last year. Um, and James Hurst is probably a, I mean, he's going to be a starter on this team and he's going to be a year older and he's never been, he's been okay, but he's going to continue to be okay. I, I, I do worry about the offensive line because, um, I think Ramchek's older, more injured. I mean, a lot of people, it sounds like they're saying they think he should retire, but he's saying he's going to give it another go, maybe get yeah. some stem some stem cells. Oh my god! But yeah. what we owe him sixteen point nine million dollars or sixteen point six or something. Of course, he's going to give it another go. And I'll, I'm sure I'll, we're gonna. I'll, I'll go give it a go. <laughs> yeah, but and, yeah. and I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna have to restructure him to get under the cap, which was gonna give us which, more which, dead money for him. Which is yep. just and yep. you know I, again I don't I don't want to speak. McCoy's too much on the that. one. What, McCoy's the one piece I feel good about. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> one. and that's that sucks because that's one person. <laughs> I mean, but Nick at least Saldivari he's the anchor didn't... of your line. So at least the anchor is good. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to. I look. I'm trying to. Yeah, it's 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 dicey. It's. It, it's dicey, but maybe again, maybe the new coaching staff can kind of help overcome some of our shortcomings. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, I guess there there are schemes that get. Hey, and to be fair, San Francisco like pulled had a great offensive line last year, and I believe even had actually had like somebody's trash tackle that they brought in that wasn't rated to be that good that ended up being their starter and and playing well. So we'll kind of see what what comes out of that. Sure. I, I'm I sure we'll talk about. I was, I was gonna say just different position group, but the the Keith Williams hiring, I'm interested in and excited about to to see what he can do, purely because like I guess it's not the route you hear about a lot, but he's basically a private one on one wide receivers coach four years ago who they Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams give a lot of credit to of yeah. developing them and hate Tyreek Hill as a person, but Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are two of the best wide receivers in, in the league the last decade. Um, and now he's been with the Ravens a few years. And for somebody like Zay Flowers, who nobody gave a crap about and who came a superstar this year. And then listen, Hollywood Brown doesn't look that good anywhere besides Baltimore. 
I mean, again, there's a few guys that he has developed there in Baltimore. Um, it'd be, be interesting to see what he can do with. I mean, you're talking about our three number one, our top three receivers are young Olave yeah. and Rashid and AT Perry. And Perry, yeah. Cle- yeah. They, they all three, I mean, Olave shows flashes of being one of the best wide receivers in the league. The other two show us like flashes of, oh, wow, there's something here. But yep. they're also guys that three years from now you could never hear about again. Both of them. Yeah. As, well, I mean, as, as wide receivers. Rashid Shahid can be a returner. But both of those guys, if you told me in 2027 you weren't hearing either one of their names, or maybe they'll be on a UFL team that we're covering, um, <laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me. Having said that, I think either one of them, you, you, the three of them together, can become a great wide receiver group in a couple of years. There's a lot of potential, and and really, just man, if you can get if you can get Alave to go up a level, because like you said, he's he's been very good in in his short time in the league, but he's just he's not all consistent. But if you can yep. turn him to like a you know all pro type guy, he made three or four would, plays last massive. year that like three of the top twenty five catches in the entire season. Like yeah. of of everybody, like in in the in the league, like he he also had some some drops and fumbles again. You know, he's he's still working on stuff. So yeah, there is potential, and it does go back to the point. Like, look, I I have to applaud the Saints, acknowledging that there is there was a problem on the offensive coaching staff, and they addressed it, and they didn't just. The big thing to me is I just didn't want us to. Well, nobody wants to interview, or nobody wants to come. Come on, John Gurd, you're here. You know Derek Carr. Like I just didn't want that lazy. To me, that just screams lazy, and the Saints have done a lot of lazy things over the last few years, so I like that they were aggressive. This this was a true overturning of the entire offensive staff, and it doesn't seem like they took any shortcuts to any of the positions. It looks mm-hmm. like there was there's no legacy hires here. This looks like all like people yeah. that deserve a shot and it's a lot of younger guys with less experience so that's kind of that can be scary but it can also be like like let's take a little look at things I'm, I'm more than willing to fail with the younger guy i and i think that we're getting really close to i mean after the Lattimore trade and after michael thomas signed somewhere oh, else God, that's gonna be that's they're happening gonna... after the Lattimore trade and after michael thomas signed somewhere else like most almost all fingerprints of Sean Payton are gone from this team. I mean, unless you want to count Peyton Turner. <laughs> I mean, but besides, it's getting it's getting really really close to to there's just just not anybody that can roll. Well, you know what we used to do. Remember that one time? That, there's, that's pretty pretty close. There's going to be done. five five maybe six players on the roster. Maybe when they go. Yeah. Left Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ranchett. Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Peyton Turner. I mean, if we're talking about, and if, we, if you want to go to like players that played two years under Peyton, it's it's going on like two, yeah. two players. It'll be done like two. That that um, uh, yeah, but you know, we're, we're going we're going into Dennis Allen's third season, and he's really got to make this season work for him. How- Otherwise, he is he's out of here, and he should be. Yeah. Y'all remember like the first year that we were like, oh, not a single person on this team was here for the Super Bowl. And here in a couple of years, we're going to have not a single person on this team ever played with Sean Payton or Drew Brees. Well, I mean, yeah, that's we're not we're not too yep. far away from that. Yeah, that's, that's not the way, at all. That's, that's, that's the circle of life. But I, I, 
Like I'm gonna, I do not. I, I know they've set it up to do so. I do not want to fucking trade Marshawn Lattimore. I think that would be. I mean, unless you can get a first round pick for him, and even then, it's like. I I don't I don't, I I don't, don't like want it to, but I, I just I don't I don't I don't know how we're gonna get out of it. It seems well, like the team has accepted that's happening. Wow, that's why we're stuck in the quandary that we're in. Man, we were so positive, and then now I just got negative for a and, second. And and I'll just say, like, I agree that we shouldn't trade him. And if I'll also say that if next season he, for whatever team he goes to, plays three games and is out the rest of the year, and if Elante Taylor makes a great adjustment or whoever comes in to play cornerback does great, I I will not say like, oh wow, I'm glad we did that. Like I I think it's 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 a rough one. Yeah, not great, not great, Bob. Uh, all right, man, hate to end on such a downer. Any final thoughts? Anything positive? Um, oh yeah, the NBA All Star, yeah, the NBA All Star game last weekend. I didn't watch just because. Um, okay, well, so I never intended to watch it. I intended to. I was like, I was going to watch the first quarter, so I turned it on at the time that the game was supposed to start, and thirty-eight minutes later, the game started, and it was the worst thirty-eight minutes of sports coverage I've ever seen where they're just kind of sitting around like it was the weirdest thing of like it was not a hyped pregame of people that wanted to be there it was the weirdest strangest thing i mean maybe um, a lot of and, it was because because it's the weekend it's like friday and saturday and people were all hung over maybe i don't know but i i watched maybe three minutes of the all-star game and it just was i mean just people i don't know it's not basketball it's people shooting baskets but it's not playing basketball um and it's but it's not interesting. Even to the me. like even Saturday night isn't isn't exciting. I mean, you got a G leaguer wins the dunk contest. Nobody wants to do it. Uh, but that three- guy has played three games and won two. He's played three NBA games and won two dunk contests. Mm-hmm. He's crazy, and it? it's crazy. Yeah, how is that a thing? <laughs> well, so something like I, there's been a lot of discourse. Oh, the All Star game's broken. Whatever, and yeah, some of that's true. But it, it brings into a bigger it brings a bigger issue that. Not a lot of people talk about. I don't think Adam Silver is. I think Adam Silver is a bad commissioner. He's allowed the players to completely take 100%. over the league and do what they want to do. He and he's just like a, he's just a soft pussy. Did, like he, didn't he announce that he's out in three years? Didn't he announce no, something you, like that? The MLB commissioner is out in twenty twenty nine. So that means he gets five more years to ruin baseball. But no, I think Adam Silver is going to get an extension. But like he's. He's been a terrible commissioner, and nobody yep. calls him out for his bullshit. The lead, you know, the the they got rid of, you know, you can't play defense anymore. The officiating sucks. Players play or don't play. I mean, it's and then and, you get farces like the All Star Game. It's just, it's a complete, it, it's it's a shit show. Like the they've turned like and like the there's so much bullshit. Like, even the networks don't cooperate in the off season. Like, oh, where's this player going to go? Where's this player going to go? It totally they shit on smaller markets like. It's just a weird. I mean, I don't know. It, it's amazing and, and, that the NBA is some fair, kind of success. Yeah, I guess smaller markets are going to benefit from the new cap structuring. Um, in general, smaller markets are. Having said that, it's popping in at the exact wrong time for the Pelicans, who have like seven who, who, players that who, they're going to have to pay. Well, right. It's it's you're. I mean, and I really mean it. The Pelicans are screwed because you're you got to pick three of these guys, maybe two, maybe. T- I mean, and and it's just people are going to get paid, offered some more to go somewhere else. And I mean, well, the one thing we've never 
we never paid the tax, so we yep. we've had all those tax savings from the last but, ten years. Well, at, yeah, but at now, some point, but now the ta- but now the tax comes with penalties beyond just money. Yeah, you yeah. lose you lose draft picks, you lose the ability to sign, you lose the ability to trade for people. Like it's actually penalties, and it's just it's funny. Like you're like this is a rule that should help small market. It's just the one small market team that we care about is it's the wrong time uh, to to come in and help them at all. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I think he's been terrible, and nobody calls him out for but it. It's that All Star game on the back end of the NFL Pro Bowl or whatever they're doing is just they they shouldn't exist. I don't like him. Yeah, at this point, just do a yeah. I mean, I don't know. Find some just yeah. Don't don't bother playing a game. I mean, he, like even if you could get good players in the dunk contest, at least it's something. But at this point, like we've also we've seen every dunk known. Like what other dunks yeah, can you do right. outside of hey, let's let's jack up the rim to twelve feet or thirteen feet? Like that's the only other thing. Put trampolines out there. Like I don't know what else you could do. Just have Madam Butterfly yeah. perform. But I mean, look, I, I didn't watch a single second of All Star Weekend. Just yeah, it, I, I, I saw it's not the, what it used to be. I saw the highlights of. Uh, Steph Curry shooting a three-point contest against a woman, and um, he won. Um, she did actually, really good, but she lost. Maybe one of the better things of the. Of the yeah, world. it was. But the, the the funny thing that comes out of it is Kenny Smith actually says something who I don't like, but says something really smart. Of for this to be fair, she should shoot from the women's three-point, and he should shoot from the men's. Because that's what she's done her entire life. But yeah, I, I agree. Let's let's make it fair. Why why make her move back and shoot from a yeah. deeper distance than what exists in her game? Kenny Smith has been like called out for being sexist by like for, I'm like what he actually said something that like is standing up for her that this isn't fair. She only she barely lost. She would have won if it had been a fair contest. And everybody's calling him a jerk for yes, for, yeah. for comparing him. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. What what I, what I did watch is 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 Tiger Woods uh, play a day and a half and then withdraw from sickness, which it was weird. You like, mean you mean you mean, you mean advertise his new shit for a day and yeah, a half? Yeah, his his new Sunday red is isn't great, especially since he can't seem to last to Sunday anymore. But apparently, there was something going around like. Like everybody was getting sick. Like Cantley was sick Sunday. Jordan Speed, like he signed the incorrect scorecard because he had to go take a shit. They had multiple ambulances at the, like at the clubhouse. Yeah, like uh, Tom Kim almost missed his tea time on Sunday because he was running from the bathroom because he had to take a shit. Like (laughs) something, yeah, something happened and really screwed up a lot of guys over there. So the good thing is, like, I I feel better that it was a sickness and it wasn't like, oh shit, his back or his knee or his ankle or his or everything else that's wrong with him. So, I I mean, so if you have a billion dollars. Multiple billion, whatever he has. He's and got a billion. If, he did get the and, and you've got a huge, huge, huge name and a brand that you are this brand. He should have been able to come up with a better logo. The logo sucks. Yeah. Yes. What's funny, like, like yeah, if yeah. you like I like Tiger Woods, I'm not wearing that stupid logo. Like it's well, too much like a Lacoste logo and it's ugly. It's just, it's a bad logo. I mean, to me, why couldn't it just be like a classic Tiger fist pump? Like that's a perfect logo to have, almost like the jump man. But it's like somebody posted a Twitter, like if you turn his logo on its side, it looks like a fused back. 
which is what he's got. <laughs> but really, like just the his his him fist pumping, like that's all you need as a logo. People know who that is. They recognize it like Air Jordan, like the Air Jordan Jumpman. Like I don't. What what about what about his car upside down on the freeway? Would that have worked? Oh man, or like a nine iron through a windshield of an Escalade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, all yeah. that. Um. So yeah, so we'll we'll see. He said he's gonna play once a month, so that would put him at the players next week. We'll see what happens, but. Got a little bit of retired Tiger excitement. Um, James, you got anything? Anything going on over there that's exciting? Anything going on over here that's exciting? No, not really. England's England's pretty boring at the moment, I'll be completely honest with you. I mean, the, the Premier League, you know, my, Chelsea, my team, Chelsea, Man United. Chelsea, just, Chelsea and Man City had games. a great, had a, a fun they match. They did. Chelsea, that was a Chelsea, good game. Chelsea good might be good this year. They've left. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, I mean, and they were winning that game for a lot for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they played. They played really well. They played really well. But uh, but no, it's um. There's an exciting title race. There's three teams: Liverpool, Man City, and Arsenal that um that are going for the uh, the Premier League. Who would uh, like Man Arsenal? City won. What kind of terrible? No, no. Man, Man City won tonight, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, if y'all have uh, Paramount Plus, um, the movie the the holdovers um, came out on there, and it's a boarding. It's Paul Giamatti is a boarding school teacher. Oh yeah, he's got a lazy eye or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting relationship between him and a student. It's um, it's a throwback to some like if you grew up with school ties and Dead Poet Society. I mean, it's got some stuff like that. It's a legitimately like I mean, it's a it's a slower moving two hour movie that's you know supposed to make you have feelings and all like that but it also has some legitimately super funny parts that will make you like chest laugh out loud or belly laugh out loud um it's got some really good stuff in it so i recommend the movie it's good you would recommend that over madam web man that tell you what hey um <laughs> uh What's her what's her name? Dakota Johnson recommends it over Madam Webb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the 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 Madam Webb thing is that I've I think I've heard that there's less than eight minutes of them actually in costume in the entire movie. Huh. Um and that basically like, that the movie makes no sense. And like like it was seriously Sony's like, oh shit. We got to put out a Spider-Man movie, or we lose the rights. That, that's just, all it is. Just in case we ever yeah. want to have put out a good Spider-Man movie. It's it, it, like it's amazing that like shit like that can come out because of that. But Warner Brothers, like just actual movies that get made, they're just like, no, we're just gonna take a tax write-off. Not gonna be released. Nobody's gonna see it. I'm telling you, give me Sidney Sweeney. I can make a Spider-Man movie for twenty million. Yeah. Plus, plus Sidney Sweeney's, you know, quota, whatever you pay her. Yeah, that and that everybody yeah. will like. I will be web slinging. Uh, yeah, it's amazing that you can still make I mean, a movie. The Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, they, they, hey, that's, listen, I I won't ever be too excited because I don't know if anybody can make a good fast Fantastic Four movie. But they nailed the casting. Nailed the casting. They did. We got we got Richie. Richie's stepping up to. You're gonna, he's gonna. It's gonna be yeah, awesome. I can see him being pissed off. But it does look. It, there's. It looks like it's probably gonna take place in the '60s. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, 
Well, they've they nailed the casting for that. Whatever they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a little exciting. So, all right, and we're getting really close to Dune too. We're two, le- a week and a half away from I know. Dune have, two have, coming out. I'm gonna have to watch Dune one before I'm all, all of the um, advanced stuff coming the, out about like, it makes it sound spectacular. Like they're they're talking about like clapping and screaming and like it's just it's getting in the because it got screened in the UK last week and they are everybody just lauding as one of like the, the greatest movies ever. So that's why they came out. all right and with that i would like to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling your friends about the film control podcast hit that like and subscribe button hey if you want to hit the download do it It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.